0: what is going on ladies and gentlemen and thank you thank you so much i thank you guys like a million times at the beginning of every show because without you i don't have a show without you guys watching and chiming in and talking to me and sending me messages i don't have a show and the goal of this show is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself you possibly can and today Today will not disappoint, I promise you, I will not disappoint you today. I have an awesome guest in studio. Uh, we're gonna talk entrepreneurship, life, we're gonna even talk some CBD, you know? So, so stick around for the whole episode. Um, it, is, it is gonna be enlightening to me and to you and probably to even her. I'll tell you what, you've watched past episodes of The Drop-In. These shows take on a life of their own. Last week, I had Motivational Cowboy Johnny Demetrician on, and it was just a fun show. We were just talking, riffing off each other, asking stupid questions, but it was it was fun. It was to get you out of wherever you're at for 25 minutes at a time, to a, a little mini escape. I've talked about it before. The reason I still ride a skateboard is because I can go out on my board for like one hour and forget about life for an hour and that's what i tried to bring to you with the drop-in and at the same time inspiring you poking you to be the best you can possibly be. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Two episodes ago, you saw Sarah Kretzky and we talked about a bunch of crazy stuff. Her life was insane. So make sure to go back and check that out. And as we move forward through this COVID stuff, as I continue to bring more people through the NRM doors, I just want you to kick back, relax, watch it whenever you can. If you're watching live right now, thank you. If you're watching this, Six months down the road, and you happen to come across it, thank you as well. Because it, it is, it is, it gets my blood pumping to be able to come on these airwaves with you and to bring you some of the most incredible guests on the planet. So, thank you so much. One other thing I want to add. Tomorrow, tomorrow, actually, yeah, tomorrow at midnight. You can go to purpleheart.com, p-r-p-l-h-r-t.com. The new version of it is is going to be coming in hot, man. And all weekend long, you get twenty percent off of everything on the site. All weekend long until Sunday at midnight. So check it out. It's it's all about inspiring people. Like I said, the Purple Heart brand is about everybody. Everybody on the planet deserves a Purple Heart medal. Everybody, we are all battling something, and you deserve a Purple Heart medal, and that's why I've done it. And on a, on a side note, which is just as important, my grandfather drove a tank for General Patton. And he has a Purple Heart medal and a Bronze Star from World War II, so it's dedicated to him as well. So you get, uh, like, two great reasons to support the Purple Heart brand. And the more you support it, the more product we're going to be pushing out there. So check it out, let your friends know, and thank you very much. But without too much more of me running my trap, um, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, um, uh you know I don't know it was a couple three four months ago we traded a few text messages she chimed in when I was talking about recovery and, and some things on that nature and then uh, I've been very interested in finding out more about CBD because most of my friends who are in the extreme sports world or who have beat the hell out of their body like I have are looking for any way possible to continue to to you know operate at a very high level so we started talking back and forth and I was like carrie you have an amazing story why don't you come on my show and she agreed so uh it is my great pleasure to introduce you the drop-in audience to my friend carrie woodman carrie thank you so much for being here today
1: and thank you gerald it's really nice to be here today with you you've got such positive energy and i'm just great glad to be here
0: you know, it's been a, a rough day, uh, actually a rough couple of weeks, you know, a lot on my plate. And when I sit behind this mic, like it's like the adrenaline flow. I get going and, and I get excited. And, and when you agreed to come on the show, I'm like, how rad? How rad? Because, you know, we grew up in, in sort of the same area, uh, southeastern Michigan. And then um, when you send the bio over, it happens 100% of the time. When, even friends I've known for 20 years, they send me their bio. And I'm like, holy crap, like, they, they've been all over the map. And yours was no different. But how's your day been going? How's, uh, how's the drive-in, all that kind of stuff?
1: The drive-in was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get a little ner- nervous on the road with some people. But anyway, other than that, my day was really good. It's been a very productive week. And I'm really looking forward to some things coming up in the near future.
0: Well, the weather is awesome here, and I'm glad you guys aren't going to see them. But uh, one of my childhood friends is sitting in studio with me. So, Kel, thanks for coming out today, man. uh he, he we've been friends i mean we started hockey together we were like 4 or 5 years old in and so it was i was rad it was rad that uh that you decided to bring kelly with you so little <laughs> added bonus not to mention you brought some of this uh lotion in this hemp uh, hempworks hand and body lotion which uh you can never have too much Great i mean <laughs> freaking rad but um you know let's start you know the drop always always uh starts in the same place how was growing up in southeastern Michigan? Family demographic, that kind of a thing.
1: Well, I grew up in New Boston, and it was great. Um, and you know, school was great. Um, I was like one of those uh, one of those ladies that got along really good with everybody in high school. Had a couple of really good close friends, and um, kind of lived out in the country. So, I um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of good memories. <laughs> had a really good upbringing, and uh, kind of a mediocre family. You know, nothing too. High, strong, as far as finances and all that, just middle income, and dad provided a lot, hard worker, and mom and dad were great. And I have one older sister, so um, really tight family and really good upbringing and really nothing to complain about. There's nothing I would change.
0: Now, I always ask this question of every single guest because uh, school was hard for me. I mean, I don't know about hard, but I had to I had to work hard to get Cs. Uh, I don't know why that was, you know, but I did. And then until I found my little niche of creativity and yeah. probably second year of high school when they realized I could draw and paint, you know, things started getting a little bit tailored to what I love. Right. Got a little easier. Was school challenging for you? Did it come easy?
1: You know, I was basically your typical average student. I really had to try hard to focus. Math was not my best, um my best uh you know, class at all and all of that. And, you know, I kind of wish now that I would have paid a little more attention to history. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was your average student, you know, it did take me a little bit more focus to do a little bit better. But you know, it was like in my family with um, all of my aunts and my relatives, you know, if I got that graduate degree, then that was something because back in the day, they really a lot of my family didn't actually get that graduate GED. And so I did that. And that was an accomplishment in itself. And then I did actually, um, after high school. I did have a few college courses but nothing major I do not have a degree I just you know I um but I I've had a lot of job experiences
0: now when you decided to go to college Mm -hmm. did you have something in mind at that time because things change Mm -hmm. you know when I was 14 I I wanted to be a mortician then I realized there was chemistry involved and that wasn't going (laughs) to happen and then art just came sort of naturally Mm -hmm. and so I went to Wayne State studied art And um, did you have anything in mind at that time?
1: Yeah, at that time, I thought maybe the medical field, you know. So that was kind of like I was taking prerequisites for that. And so I learned a lot of medical terminology. um, And I actually took this class that prepared me for college. And that actually helped with note-taking and everything. And it still kind of helps today in my adult world, you know, way after years after college. And so um, I I did like that. And um, I just decided, like, after that, I got married. Life got busy school wasn't really the focus just working you know paycheck to paycheck and raising my my child so that was that kind of took over like well, most people.
0: Well <laughs> yeah. and you bring up a great point because you know when I started going to college, um, I'm like I can already draw I don't need this. I'm already an artist you know whatever and uh, the classes you know the the figure drawing and, and these classical kind of ways, I still use to this day I mean they taught me so much Mm -hmm. even though at the time I'm like I want to do skateboard graphics I'm going to draw cartoons whatever Uh, having some of that classical training you're learning uh, like some things you're going to use the rest of your life which you brought up about the college how to actually take notes and things of that nature they Mm -hmm. end up uh, becoming very important and you don't even know it at that time
1: right right yeah. yeah
0: I think people need to know that, you know, like you never know what you're going to what you're going to learn, what you're going to pick up along this crazy road uh, we call life. So, um, you know, you bring up uh, moving around and whatnot. What happened uh, after college?
1: Well, it was after high school and after a little bit of college. I um, I worked in Farmington Hills, not too far from here at a vet. And I met this person and um, you know, it was a relationship that started here and on his whole family was in New York. So I ventured out to New York and I said, mom, dad, I'm gonna go try something new. <laughs> and you know, that was in uh, I think 1993, 94 up until 1997. So still a young um, adult at the time. I did a lot of growing up in New York. So New York was really, I'd have to say by far the best experience of my life. Um, I lived in Westchester County, Bronxville. I worked in Connecticut, had a vet job out there Worked for Associates Finance, um, Thermotite Windows First, that led me to Associates Finance. It was a great experience because it was a different way of life for me. I had the country club. I had the nice things that maybe I didn't always have growing up in my little town of New Boston. And so it, it really just gave me another look at life in a different angle. And, um, and it was great. It was a great experience. So, you know, I did that for four years. And then I actually had a hard time. Like, okay, do I go back home um, where my family is? Well, it
0: had to be a little bit of a culture shock. Yeah. Because, you know, southeastern Michigan is so Mm blue-collar. And many people who come from maybe the L.A.s or the New Yorks that have come to visit me are like, gosh, it's like slow motion here, man. Mm -hmm. Like, because they're so used to that hustle and bustle. So that shift had to be huge. And then at the four-year mark, what... um, What was prompting you to want to maybe come back to Michigan?
1: Well, I had to make some decisions. (laughs) I had to make some decisions as to, you know, if I wanted to, like, come back, click my heels, come back home. Like, there's no place like home, right? And I'm really glad that I made that decision. But it was a hard one because I was at the point in my life where I was either going to marry this man and live the country life dream and have my little babies, or I was going to come back home where, where my family was, and that's really where my heart is. And I'm glad that I made that decision as hard as it was. And um, I mean, it all worked out from there. But the best thing I took from New York is that there's such a melting pot of culture and diversity out there. And I was able to just really meet so many great people. And I've learned a lot. And so it really, like I said, it really kind of made me grow up a lot faster than I think if I wouldn't have moved to New York, I probably wouldn't have been as diverse as I am today.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, you know. I've gotten to travel quite a few places and to see the different cultures mm-hmm. and the different way of life mm-hmm. and and even the cost of living is such yes. a different kind of thing and 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 little stuff you know people would be like dude I make 25 bucks an hour and I'm like oh my god you're like a millionaire and they're they're like yeah but you know a loaf of bread is 12.50 or what <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> wow. like there's a big difference right. when you come out of some place like Michigan which I yeah. think is pretty cool I I well, think Michigan's all right.
1: And I want to add, too, like when I was in New York and I'm down at the subway and we're just venturing around and everything, you know, New York and the mentality. Um, New York people are great, don't get me wrong. But New York, it's a lot different than southern people. Like if you've got – if you're down south and you want direction somewhere, that person is going to be so humble and so sweet to just, like, say, hey, why don't I just take you there and you're going to trust that you're going to get there and you're going to be fine. You know, in New York, it's um, – you know, nobody really – there's not a whole lot of eye contact. Everybody's so busy, busy, busy. So if I had a place to live and I had my choice, I wouldn't live in New York. I'd live down South, but it was a great experience just to kind of see how fast things can be. And even like with Chicago, I've never been to Chicago, but I know that it's kind of like New York in that concept. So busy, busy, busy as we all are. But sometimes I think you really have to just take your time and just stop and smell the flowers.
0: Well, and it does change your perspective, you know, when when we get out of our whatever that, you know, bubble is that we live in, you know, and and go see other places, whatever that is, you know, experiencing life is a very important part of life. Yeah. And and getting to spend some time in New York or maybe, you know, go spend a weekend in Chicago. I love I personally love Chattanooga. Chattanooga yeah, is a rad cool. town because it's big city and and like down home in one. It, yeah. It's pretty rad to be down there and yeah. so uh, get out and experience, experience life. You know, you're not really sure what's out there unless you go do it yourself and have your own perspective of how things are and New York did that for you at, at a very young age. Um, so so moving along in, in, in the Carrie Woodman uh, story, what happens after New York? You come back home and then what?
1: Well, I came back home. Um, I didn't get married um, until... 99 and then we had our daughter in 2001. So let's just, you know, back up a little bit before marriage and all that. I was a single lady and, um, I had a a nice time with my own, you know, into independence, you know, with my own apartment. So I'm glad that I had that too. I I know that there's a lot of friends of mine that didn't actually quite get that independence and they moved right into marriage after high school. So, um, so yeah, I, I do like that part of my life as well. Um, yeah. And I mean, then I got married, and and we had this beautiful daughter, and she's a blessing, and I, I absolutely love her with all my heart. And um, I was married for sixteen years, and um, and then we kind of just grew apart, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> take it from there.
0: So now, how is it? Uh, skipping a little forward, because yeah. how is it having a nineteen-year-old? How how is uh, how is that? Because you know, children yeah. are very. Uh interesting, we'll say.
1: Um, I am very blessed to have a child because like they basically just they put like a light in your life and um it just it's a whole new world being a parent, you know? And she is great. Um she's done a lot of growing up herself in the last few years, and I'm proud of who she is. Um, she's graduating this year and Uh, she was like a year behind her class, but she had some, uh, some personal things going on and she homeschooled and all of that. And she got through it. And really that's just why I'm so proud of her because it was not always easy. So I'm, she's, she's grown into a beautiful woman and I'd love to see where her life takes her in the future.
0: Yeah. That's rad. That's super rad that she, she, uh, didn't just like, you know, throw in the towel and she, she finished, uh. Her, her early education and now who knows, you know, the, the world yeah. is such a rad place right now yeah especially with, with knowledge at the click of the mouse and, and you can really learn whatever whatever you really want to learn and it, it falls on personal accountability you know, being personally accountable for yourself exactly. and, and deciding what you want to do which is a huge reason why I ask if you'd like to come on the show because, uh, you know in this first, this is the build up the first 25 minutes is the buildup because in the second part of our show today, we are going to talk about uh, what happens now. What happens next? How, how do you get to where you really want to be? Uh, and that, that you, sometimes you don't know, but you have to take that risk. You have to take that jump. And I know Carrie has some wise words about that. I wanted to ask you about Special Tree because you brought up um, you had a twelve-year career with a company called Special Tree. Now okay. Special Tree, um, I have a friend who, who works and has been with uh, like basically he's the driver for the owner of Special Tree. That's oh, my buddy. Yeah. He drives the black SUV and takes them wherever they want to go. <laughs> and yeah. so I know that um, it, it's brain and spinal cord injuries and the insurance uh the thing they did over the summer just changed the whole whole freaking landscape of that industry mm-hmm. but being a caregiver that long is that what you did at special tree what did, did you do there
1: I did uh for the first 2 years I was a caregiver at a group home and So basically, I got all training and everything involved because I'd never done that before. I was in sales with Comcast for like six years. Prior to that, I worked at a funeral home as an admin assist and basically just had a little variation of jobs. Um, However, Special Tree is definitely a special place um, where there's a community of um, patients that... Um, it's a little different than a hospital where you may be a caregiver and somebody is there for a short stay and they get better and they go home. Well, Special Tree, um, that happens as well. Um, however, in the 12 years that I worked there, for the first two years I worked in the group home. And then after that um, I wanted to kind of talk about what, why I moved from the group home to activities at the neuro care center, because it was a more structured schedule. So You know, a group home is 24-7, so it is very demanding. And even though I did work days, I had been called to work a lot of afternoon shifts as well. So my daughter was in grade school, and there was a whole week that I didn't see her. So I said, you know what, now there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance of flexibility here. I am a mom first, and I do have to bring an income as well. So I knew that there had to be a change, and there had to be a more structured schedule for me. So I went ahead and I stayed within the company. I went to our activity department, which was really what best suited me because even when I was at the group home, I'm a very creative person. I am artsy as well. And I would make these little like personal birthday cards for each individual at the group home. There were six men that I took care of along with some other co workers. And every birthday card would be unique to them. And it was just something that I took pride in and it put a smile on their face. And the more that I went into work every day to put a smile on their face, the more I got back from just giving. And so Special Tree was definitely, and is still today, a very special place. So when I went to the activity department for six years, um, it was more structured. It was more of a nine to five. I worked every other weekend, every other holiday. I did not mind going on Christmas morning into work and handing out all of the gifts to our clients. And I even brought my daughter to work with me one day. Um, so there was a lot of relationship building and, you know, you know, there's, there's just, they became my second family. And so I absolutely love that place. Um, however, I outgrew that place <laughs> myself. So it was kind of time to move on. And, uh, with the restructuring of auto no faults in our state of Michigan, there was a lot of restructuring of, in our at special tree and so you either had to find a job a different job within because it, let me back up for a minute after six years in working in activities I went to the day treatment service center for a few years where I was a job coach um, I was looking for more of a challenge working with our higher function uh, clients or patients and um, and that was great as well but basically um, I just you know when auto no fault came through it was really time to kind of look at what i what i needed to do here i had the opportunity to either work within special tree or get a job outside of special tree and there were some things to my dissatisfaction that happened which i won't mention here but i just knew with all of that happening at the time that i knew that it was time for me to move on so you know sometimes we question why things happen at the time and then we look at it months later and we realize that it's a blessing in
0: disguise. 100%. 100%. You know, regardless of what you believe in, if it's God or the universe or whatever, it doesn't lie. It puts you exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Sometimes we just can't slow down enough to, to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. It only took me like, I don't know, 42, <laughs> 43 years to figure that out. But sometimes you just have to slow yourself down, either meditate, pray, and say, what 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 great thing is going to come from this? After you get over, you know, cussing and throwing things and doing whatever, <laughs> you know. But once you calm it down, you realize that you're getting put exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you worked a few different jobs. You know, you were at Special Treat for a long pe- uh, period of time. Comcast says, did you always have... Um, uh, like an independent thought process, an entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Like, what is what is out there? I know in your bio you mentioned, you know, Avon and some of these other companies that you uh, that you ventured out with. Um, has that always been there?
1: It it really has. Um, and I think that that started when there was a lot of financial hardship in our marriage, um, and just being a mom and wanting to provide a lot more for our child than maybe we were able to do so. And they knew that there was something more. And I just knew that there was something within me that could contribute back to society a little bit more, pay me a little bit more, um, be independent. I always wanted to be my own boss. So I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And so I did. I ventured into a few different things. But at that time, I was much younger. And I think that I've just evolved and I've just learned so much, maybe even over the last decade, that I think that any person can strive for personal growth and I think that I've seen a lot of that within myself within maybe the last five to ten years and so with the opportunity of today and you know the restructuring of special tree I put my foot in to this opportunity working at special tree full-time and I did this on a very part-time basis from October to June and then I decided to leave some of the negativity behind, which I'd go into work every day, and unfortunately that was it, and I wanted a more positive environment, and I really wanted to be in control of that, and I knew that I was with a group and a team of very positive, like-minded individuals, and I was, like, exploring this whole new world of possibilities, and that's pretty much where it started with me, and learning about how other people were succeeding in this company and what we could give back to the community with their health and their wellness and opportunities. Um, and I knew that it, you know, it was just a different kind of help for the world and that's really my mission is to help uh, people feel better every day. And that's pretty much where I went with it. So I decided in June to do this full time.
0: Perfect perfect spot because we're coming down to the end of segment one and i think what you got in this first 25 minutes lays a great foundation for what we're going to get into in part two with carrie woodman so i want to thank you guys don't don't get up yet we're just getting to the good stuff so With that, I want to say thank you so much. Part one with Carrie Woodman in the books. Part two coming up shortly. Chill out, get some popcorn, go use the restroom, whatever. We'll be back in just a minute. I am Gerald Valley, and this is The Drop-In.